0: Hey there, Chasing Easy subscribers, it's Teresa Leak coming at you with episode number five, and we talk about real life stuff and hopefully offer some solutions or at least some guidance through it and letting you know that whatever you're struggling with, you're probably not alone. There's somebody else that's struggling with it. So today we're going to talk about finances. Now, hold on. Before you cut me off and before you say, I don't need this, just just hear me out. It'll be a short episode, but hopefully there's going to bring some va- there's going to be some value brought to you through it. I'm a financial coach. and with my coaching, there is a common theme that I have run across. And the reason that I thought that now is the perfect timing to talk about this is because we are in the throes of a holiday season where people are spending money left and right. Um, some people have it to spend, other people borrow to spend, and other people spend and have no idea how they're going to repay. So, regardless of where you fall in that spectrum, just know that the undergird to how you treat money really speaks volumes about how you think about yourself. So, without getting into the, the psychology behind it, the theme that I'm referring to and the underlying uh, thread through all of my clients is, I will start by asking them the question, do you budget? And nine times out of 10, they tell me, yes, I budget. Then when we dig deeper into it and I ask, tell me about how you budget. What really happens is they're coming up with what they should spend in different areas, but they're not looking at it. So they come up with it at the beginning of the month and they don't look at it again until the end of the month. And then they're reconciling what they can of their spending against what they projected they would spend for that month. So this method of budgeting is called accounting, and it's really accounting 101, where you're accounting for what you have spent. So it's reactive. True budgeting is proactive. Some people think that budgeting has a negative connotation. Think of it as your predetermined spending plan. And that's really what it is. It's you telling your money where it's going to go before you wonder where it went. And I don't know about you, but I've lived a life where I did some really stupid things with money and I ended up paying for it. You learn from it, right? If you learn from it, it's an error. If you can continue to repeat it, you're not learning from it. There's the difference between a mistake and an error. So with true budgeting, you're coming up with a line item, let's say food, for instance, which, by the way, is where most people ever spend. But you come up with a line item of how much you're going to spend in a given month. And then you do that through all of your expenditures, including your subscriptions, including your, we call it a fun fund, where you're entertainment, uh, doing things that maybe you weren't sure what it was going to be, but you knew you wanted to do something fun. So we call it a fun fund. So anyway, you actually put numbers into those budget line items and you look at it. Hear me on this. You look at that prior to spending to make sure that you have the funds in there before you spend. A lot of people don't do that. Um, Truth be told, even if you just did it once a week, you're better off than doing the accounting version where you're not really recalling everything that you've spent. The reason that I wanted to talk about budgeting versus accounting is because I think it's important for you to really understand what budgeting is and that it is you doing a favor to yourself and your pocket because now you're telling your money, this is what I want you to do, this is where you're going, and it's your hard earned money. The other theme that I have seen is people that are using their credit cards um, to get what they want now with the intention of paying it later. What happens when covid hits and now you're on on leave. You didn't plan for it, you didn't budget for it. The credit card that you have bills coming in from. You now don't have a way to pay those back. The intention in the beginning was I've always done it this way. I'm going to use the card, I'm going to pay it when I get it. I won't pay any interest. In the event That you lose your job or that you get injured or something happens where you're not able to pay that back, you're now going to accrue interest. And I have clients who for years and years have used credit cards that way. And they use it because they want to get the airline points or they want to get the additional benefits that come from using the credit card, which by the way, Using a credit card, you're going to end up spending on average 30% more because there is no pain in using the credit card. The pain doesn't come until later when you actually get the bill. And then you're looking at a $4,000 bill and you think, what in the world did I spend it on? Most of the time, people that are using credit cards are using them to buy small things, but it's multiple times per day, per week, per month. So if I were to ask any one of my clients, where is this balance coming from? Nine times out of 10, they can't tell me. They'll remember what their last purchase was, but they won't remember beyond that. This is the same thing that is happening now with these buy now, pay later promotions that are hitting all of us right now during this holiday season. So that's why I thought it was really important to bring that up. Who do you think is going to win in that? You buy or you purchase now, you get it now, and you pay later. Most of the time, just like with the credit cards, you have no idea what you got now that you're going to be paying later. And so you end up with a bill that you have no idea where that money went, where it came from, what you purchased. You don't have anything to show for it. You may have a handful of gifts, but how many of you know when you go shopping, you get a gift for somebody else, you get something for yourself. Come on, I should be honest here. Okay, maybe that's just me. But the, the get it now and pay it later, they know what our thinking is because our society does not want to wait. We want it now. And Greg Rochelle made this comment that I will never forget, and it's that we trade our ultimate for the immediate. So we want immediate gratification, knowing that we've got this, we're, we've got it, we can get it home and get it wrapped. And then when the bill comes, it's it's not so gratifying. Versus, and this is what I hear you saying, well, I've never run into trouble, this is how I've always done it, I, I keep a running tally, I've got a spreadsheet, fantastic. You might be somebody who is very different and that you are able to go ahead and keep this alive and not fall into debt. But for the majority of us, it's over 75% of us. It's actually higher than that. But over 75% of us don't know what we're doing with our money. We don't know where it's going. And so in saying that, we don't know what to expect when the bill comes in. How do you avoid it? What's an alternative? If I want it now, but I don't have the money for it, Let's think about that. Is what you want now so important that you're going to be stressed about it when you get the bill? What would an alternative be? And this is how I coach my clients. We kind of brainstorm. One of the the greatest alternatives is that you wait until you have the cash to buy it. Why is that? And why would you want to do it in cash, in actual cash transaction? When you're handing somebody a plastic card, that has no meaning to you whatsoever. Who uh, is it? Was an American Express <laughs> that says, you know, priceless. There is no meaning whatsoever when you are handing over plastic. There is no meaning behind it. There is no pain behind it. You're not feeling it. As opposed to having an envelope with cash, knowing that your budget is $300 to spend on gifts for seven people. I'm making this up. You go to the store or stores and you reach in there and you see what you have to spend. It is going to make you do two things. One is you're going to think about, is this really the amount of money that I want to spend on this gift for this person? And the other is, okay, well, I've still got three more people to buy for. I've got $25 left. What am I going to do? Who is not making it onto my Christmas list this year? So, It really forces you to think about things in advance and to feel that transaction of hard cash that you have worked hard for and handing that over to pay for something that you're not gonna have to look over your shoulder and worry, okay, January is gonna hit and I'm gonna have all these bills coming in and I have no idea what I bought. Was it worth it? For those of you that, that think that it's worth it, I'm available check me out at elitefcs.com and schedule a consultation. Um, But in all all seriousness, for those of you that feel that, that you're doing okay and that everything is good and you don't have any stress related to any kind of debt whatsoever, I applaud you. I think you are fantastic. And hopefully you're teaching and training other people. For the rest of us who struggle with this, even those of us like me, 12 years ago, my husband and I went through this whole process of eliminating our debt. It's a hard thing to do. But what I will tell you is when you get on the other side of that, you feel empowered and you've got this confidence where you don't have to worry about saying no to your friends or are going to Rose Chris because you're going to drop $250 for next to nothing to eat and drink. You're okay with saying no to them because you have a plan for your money. And you don't want to look over your shoulder thinking, when is it going to catch up to me? For the couples that are listening, or if you're not a couple listening together, one of the suggestions that I would have is to actually create a budget meeting and don't make it full blown. Maybe just for this season, talk about your money principles. How much are you willing to spend on who you're getting gifts for? And for those of you that celebrate Hanukkah, same situation for Kwanzaa. You know, regardless of the holiday, decide in advance as a couple how much you're willing to spend on the gifts so that when it comes time to purchase them, you're sticking to that. If you do it beforehand, there won't be a heated argument because you both have decided and agreed in advance. And that's a beautiful thing. If you wait until it's time to purchase, you're already stressed about other things and now you're going to go out and purchase a gift and one party wants to spend a hundred dollars the other one wants to spend 50 that's where we get into the, the money arguments so again for the couples just to take for this season i mean you can apply it for the rest of your days together but for this season decide how much you're going to spend on each person on your gift list and For those of you that are single who don't have an accountability partner or somebody to hold your feet to the fire, I would suggest doing the same thing, but then enlist somebody to help you to hold you accountable to what you've determined is best for you and your financial future. So I know I'm throwing a lot of ideas out there. Hopefully something is going to stick, something is going to land, and you can really explore what's going to work for you. But ideally... My goal is for you to really understand that for you to be empowered with money and for you to feel confident with money, it has to do with your behavior. Doesn't matter what you witnessed growing up, doesn't matter if money was a taboo subject in your household and that's all you've known, you can make a change starting today going forward so that you don't continue to live in that. And I almost liken it to like dieting. How many of you have gone on the diet, you've lost the weight, and then you go back to eating normal, and now you've gained the weight back plus some. That's 97% of those of us, including myself, who have said, I'm going to get healthy. And you do it, and you do it for a period of time, but it's not sustainable. So it's the same thing with any new habits that you're going to form around your finances. Until you land on something that is sustainable, it's going to be really difficult for you to stick to it. But what my charge to you is, is continue taking one step in front of the other. If you fall backwards, recognize it for what it is, but then move forward. Don't be stuck there. Don't have the all or nothing mentality, which says, well, if I screwed up once, I might as well just forget it and throw the, throw the talent, which is what I do. No, instead, try to be more consistent so that your behavior becomes sustainable. And apply it. If you mess up, reapply. All right. Anyway, that that is what I wanted to share with you in this podcast. It's it's shorter than most of the others, but hopefully, there's going to be some value in what I have shared, and that you'll be able to take some of these ideas to heart and be able to, to promote it within your own financial wellness journey. Thanks everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. God bless you and a happy new year. All right, bye-bye.